Brooks, 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 yeah, so I think I, it was because it was directional. Yeah. Like just pointing. And up. so you, you want something that's super diffuse so it just adds a little bit of glow. Cause then you get the edge light on our faces as well. Cause then you not only you have you have your fill light in the front, mm-hmm. and then that edge light just helps accentuate things and it makes it just a look it a- helps add light into the scene, but it, it doesn't, you know, overblow everything and it's just a nice calm I don't know how to describe it well. Okay. But diffuse yeah, you want something n- nice and diffused. I bet. Yo, criminals. Thanks for joining into another episode, Crookslayer. Today we got a boy that I met two months, something like that. Two, three, not not too long ago. Um, but shout out for Defiance because definitely met you through them. Oh yeah, it was but, the it was the full moon party, wasn't it? Were you there the full moon party? What was the full moon party? The one in Heba, the one before the haunting. No, you weren't there. Okay, no, I was out of town. Because I, um, I go back to Idaho often because uh, my family's okay. back there. Yeah. And I do know I missed the first show because I was in Idaho. But. Turn this off real quick. Yeah, yeah. Before my notifications start blowing the fuck up. No, but go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. Uh, what's up? My name's Sebastian. Uh, ooh, hello. We're going to retitle this real quick. Yes, sir. Maybe. Maybe not. Yep, should be right. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what's up? I'm Sebastian. Uh, Asset. Asset. I play under Asset. New rebrand. Still don't have music out. It's coming, I swear to God. <laughs> um, but I'm a local freelance photographer in the Salt Lake area. So if you need photography, I'll put your links in the in the description Appreciate of this episode. It. So we'll get you going. And a big reason I wanted to have you on was because I recently made a big boy purchase for a camera that i'm using for the first time on this podcast so we'll see you know how video turns out we got some settings sorted out yeah yeah, um and i know it's gonna take a little more time but it was definitely something that i needed to do because i also wanted to step into the world of photography and it's a great world it's just a really fucking expensive world (laughs) (laughs) yeah bro i hate it because like as i've like checked out like the well at all the hobbies that i've gotten into for no reason are the more expensive ones yeah like there's djing the dj equipment is expensive tell me about it producing like about it computers are expensive but also plugins are expensive um and hardware is expensive yeah yeah and now we're we're just going to drop in bills on fucking cameras but it's all to learn skills to turn them from hobbies into professions sometimes it's not the best way to do it though turning hobbies into jobs sometimes kind of sucks yeah, but it, sometimes it, it's good. It could, I mean, it could be the it could give you the opposite effect, and then you absolutely hate it. I mean, there's definitely been times like photography. I haven't experienced it that much. Skiing more, I have. Now skiing is pretty much my main job. Um, yeah, but it's like there's been definitely times. It's like I don't want to fucking look at a pair of skis for a week. Really? But Does it ever happen during the season? Oh yeah, it, it always happens the during the season. Really? Like there's there's definitely times I'm just, I'm sitting there going like if I cannot put ski boots on. For the next week, I'd be happy. Yeah. But that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Are you, you said you're full-time out there? Yeah, so I'm full-time there, and then I'm also, like, a local rep for Faction Skis. So... Where's that at? Uh, Faction's out of Verbier. They make all their skis in Austria. No, Switzerland. Oh, okay. No, Austria. They're out of Verbier. They make the skis in Austria. But they're kind of... They're, uh, the U.S. base is in Denver. Oh, okay. So, but I'm... And just, you're a rep? Yeah, just like a local rep for them, help them sell them skis, help pushing them. You know, anyone at Deer Valley wants them, I can help them get them, sort them out, stuff like that. Do they ever give you like equipment to test out? Yeah, well, so I mean, not sure to test out. I mean, I get, I don't get paid by them. I get paid in skis, so I don't have to buy my skis. Almost like a like a little sponsor. It's kind of like that in a little way. Uh-huh. Not really. I would never call it a sponsorship. Just the the toes dipped. Yeah, it's like a little bit. It's like I help them out, they help me out. Okay, you know? that's cool. I help them sell skis and like so we have uh the retail demo days, which is like 
uh, a demo day that all the retailers come out and figure out what skis they want to buy next year for their stock. Okay. So we have that at Brighton uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm going to Big Sky with them the week afterwards to you know, do that demo day. I heard Big Sky goes crazy. I've never actually skied it, um, and I'm really fucking excited because yeah. we're gonna. So we get there like Tuesday, and then we're there Wednesday, Thursday for the demo, and then fr- I think Friday we have like a day to ski. How long have you um, been skiing? Since I was four. So like, okay, yeah, I love uh, twenty-one years now. You've been Damn, doing this shit that's then. Wild. <laughs> yeah, I've been skiing since I was a kid. My dad. I mean, so I was born in New Zealand, and uh, I grew up there. So I grew up skiing there for eleven years, and then. We moved to Australia. And then after I graduated college, I was like, fuck this. Oh, I didn't even graduate college. After I graduated high school, I did one semester of college, said, fuck this, came out here, and now I'm a ski bum. That's fun. So That's fun, and all that matters is is looking back, you're just like, I want to change a damn thing about that. I'd still be out here. Yeah, you know, there's definitely some things I probably would change. But of course. Like, they're, they're always I, I'm very glad I don't have... I got plenty of debt, but I don't have any student debt. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that fucking matters. <laughs> no, I've heard stories of like people like being into their late forties still paying student debt. And, and I think the other thing I always compare it to is like a lot of my friends who uh, ski instructors. It's like you have student debt, and we're doing the same job. And I love them all, but I was like, one of my friends, one of my really good friends, has like she has a degree in like English, and then like a, a minor in like oh I can't even remember. Something silly. She's paying that off and not using it. And it's like, you know, good on you that you went and studied and like did all the stuff. And like, I'm sure it's a great time. And she's a really smart girl, but we're doing the same job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And like, you're not talking shit on her. No, and I'm not like, talking shit on anyone that went to co- the school system. Yeah, I'm not talking shit on anyone that nah, has student debt. Definitely. Yeah, not. You, the US fucking school system is shit. No, it's not shit. It's just it takes advantage of young people. And it's just so much debt. So. It's I have crazy. plenty of other debt I'm sorting out, but that's why um, it's a great time to be a small business owner. Until the IRS comes knocking at your door. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, so like, you made fifty bucks last year, but spent three thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> capital losses, baby. Let's go. It's like it's America. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thanks for joining me on this podcast. Man. Oh, no problem, man. Excited I um, I think. You're the first photographer for sure. But usually that, all my other interviews are with um, either close friends like my brother. I've had my older brother on yeah. a couple times. And uh, he has a a golf brand apparel. Oh, sick. Apparel brand. But yeah, check out Albatross 208 Golf. Um, other than that, everyone's been uh, like a music artist or a producer. I'm, I'm there, it's just... Photography is definitely first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me. And I, and it's interesting because I actually sh- really struggle with writing music. And I don't know why. Because, like, I grew up playing drums. I grew up playing, like, both drum like drum kits and then, like, orchestral percussion. Okay. So I can read fucking music. And mm-hmm. I can play music. Uh, I taught myself guitar over COVID. And, like, that I'm jealous about. That was a really fun move. And I love playing guitar. It's yeah. great. You know, I would really love to play drums again. But... It's it's at that point where it's like I played drums for six years. So if I buy a kit, I'm not buying some entry level kit. I'm spending six grand on a drum okay, kit. Okay, fair. And it's like, you know, between moving houses and living in condos and living in apartments, they're so fucking loud, dude. Drums are loud as shit. Yeah. And it's just, I don't want an electric kit. I love playing acoustic kits. So I really wanted to play another instrument, and I couldn't play drums. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go learn how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And so I bought a guitar like right before the start of COVID. Before like we even knew it was happening, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna teach myself how to play guitar." And then we we're locked in our rooms for six months, and I was like, "Sick, You're perfect timing." So yeah, but the music side of stuff, it's I've always really struggled with because I used because I've been DJing for ten years now. Yeah, and I've always had a. I mean, I listen to so much music; it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going on year nine, so I feel that. Yeah, I'll I'll gladly flex my Spotify stats every year. Yeah, I always I'm the top like music like not like minutes listened out of all of my friends uh-huh. i think i usually average around like eighty thousand. damn like, I listen okay to, i listen to so much fucking that's, yeah that's just on spotify and then you know got all the soundcloud stuff yeah for real i've never thought about that so i like, will gladly flex i listen to uh-huh. fuck ton, and i listen to goddamn everything you want to listen to some weird ass like tiny metal band that's just like screaming stuff and then i listen to like jazz and then like it's all over the place my music taste is weirdly eclectic 
So, so I have your... the background of the music stuff, uh-huh. but I just can't fucking write it. Uh, and I it feel. pisses me off. I think that's what actually got me into producing yeah. is um, listening to so much music, but also like I just started like just studying it by listening to it, just like learning what eight counts are. Yeah. And just and like how to count music and predict the change that's coming up. Yeah, and so, you know, that structure side of it, I, I know how to do. It's I can't write melodies. I can never write something that I'm happy with. Yeah. And so that's what I just struggle with, I guess. Because, um, I mean, I technically released two songs, and then I deleted them very fast because, I, you know, looking back, not I'm not... I want to release something that I'm happy with and that I can listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to l- release something that someone else might say, this is really good, but I fucking hate. Yeah. So it's yeah. a very much a personal thing for me. And something else that I actually heard the other day on a different podcast, you know, Back to Back with Willie Joy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, he had Sub Focus on because I make drum and bass. I play drum and bass. I adore drum and bass with my entire heart. And he was actually saying, he's like, drum and bass is one of the hardest genres to make. Really? Because not only is it fast and like, especially some of the more melodic kind of liquid stuff, it's so dynamic and so complicated in a way. Whereas, like, not trying to throw shade on trench, rhythm, whatever the fuck you want to call it these days. You get your preset. You fuck with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then you just push the F note 12 times. Yeah. And, like, I I will get, like, I'm not trying to, like, talk shit. uh It's just, like, you know. Because some of those dudes are insane. I mean, like, I've heard your stuff. You know, you're talking about subtronics. You're talking about excision. You're talking about, you know, fucking sudden death. Uh Those guys' sound design is out of this goddamn world. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I feel like that expertise like comes in from like making that kind of heavier bass music. But at least in my experience, like there's so little, like there's so many tiny finite details in making drum and bass that you can't just like slap a preset on it and go for it. Cause yeah. there's so much space to fill this because yeah. especially, especially in that heavy music genre, you have kind of your one main, you know, fucking growl or whatever yeah you have your sub and your drums mm-hmm. and once again i'm not trying to talk shit i'm Bro, just i'm just, in my experience making yeah. music like no i hear you 100 percent because like and it's the same in, in making that music i'm not gonna claim that like it's overly complicated yeah it's yeah. not bro like I, I would I, say I think, I think that's another thing why i, I like German bass is because, I, I mean, I love all those genres. I love fucking trench and rhythm. I uh-huh. love house music. I love trance. I love tech. I love techno. Techno is um, bro. Hmm. I have IO tattered on my arm. Like, that that That's, dude That dude was one of the main reasons I started making music. R.I.P. Yeah, fucking, dude, that shit sucked when I heard that. I was in tears in my room by myself. <laughs> was that four years ago? Five? Three? I thought it was in 18. No. It was, I think it was the year after COVID, wasn't it? It was like, no, yeah, because he played, it was during COVID. It was like right after COVID. Oh, okay. Because he played uh, one of uh, Pascal's fucking Insomniac events during COVID. That was the last time he played. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that was the last time he played. Because it was right after he released Castles in the Sky. But, I don't know. He's been, I love techno. Techno and Acid House is sick. The whole UK scene is where I want to be. Like, you got all the techno, you got all the acid, you got all the, like, you know, the garage, the UK mm-hmm. bass line, and then you have all the drum and bass, and it's just heaven for me. Yeah, that I feel like that's one thing that, like, dubstep elitist and, like, rhythm elitist, like, newbies don't understand is that, like, dubstep is big, like, kind of just in America. You start to go international... And it starts to take a backseat to so just like house and it's house, yeah, like house is ha- for sure. House number one. like trance uh, and like you know that kind of more basic in, in like even pro- drum and bass. Or progression shit. Yeah, I would just say in general, even drum and bass is bigger than like in like the UK and Europe yeah. and Australia, and it's not here. Yeah, and it just nah. wigs me out. It's it's just here because like I feel like I kind of saw the transition from because like when I started going to shows in like 2013, progressive house was it. Oh, that it, was everywhere. And I think it still is huge. I think just drum and bass, I mean, not drum and bass, dubstep, or like today's version of dubstep, because we could get into what dubstep actually was mm-hmm. back in, you know, 15 years ago, Scream and shit like that. Yeah. Um, today, whatever, your trench, rhythm, dubstep, bro step, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, yeah. 
it's it's so oversaturated in the US. So, so oversaturated. Like, especially in Utah and the Salt Lake scene. It's like, yeah, v, you know, V2 will bring some house artists. And they actually brought, I mean, uh, what's his name? There was a drum bass artist they brought the other day. They bring some, but it's so much dubstep. It's so much fucking mm-hmm. And I was love dubstep, that, that but sells. like, God just, damn, chill out. From a business standpoint, like, that's just it what sells. sells. It brings I mean, crowds. You look at, like, the DOS lineup. Even, like, Get, get Lucky... And get freaky. It's like 90% dubstep. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, I, I feel like I saw the transition. Like, it used to be progressive house. Mm-hmm. And it just got heavier and heavier. And it's just been heavy for like seven years. But that's just because like, that's what sells. And that's been what has been sticking around the most. Oh, and you know, like if it, it sells and it's great and I love it. And good time, you know. Everyone in Utah loves it. But it's like, let's have some... Variety, please. Like, I would love to see someone that isn't, like... Who wasn't here three times last year. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Who didn't play Energy Wednesdays, who didn't play Therapy Thursdays, who didn't Uh play, like, a set here and a set here, and then is also headlining DAS. It's like, fuck, dude. (laughs) No, yeah. Bring someone else. I think it was... Eptic was here in 2022 three to four times. Yeah, dude. Sullivan King was probably Sullivan King comes all the time. Riot 10's always here. Kaiwachi fucking... uh, Subtronics is here all the time. It's weird how, like, from a Barely business alive. standpoint, I get it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're not going to curate to, like, us. They're going to curate to, like, what sell, the majority. What sells tickets? Yeah, what exactly. Sells tickets? So, business side, I get it. But one thing I'm super hyped for is the fucking Shivers show. Because I don't know if, like, Utah has, like, ever gotten, like, a rhythm function like that. I know, I, I've ever. never, I've never actually listened to him. So, I know Shivers goes crazy. Um, I will, the I've only thing that things. I can compare it to is you know Brandon Vegas. Yeah, he created a, a little promotions company or productions company called Dub Thugs, mm-hmm. and he was throwing shows like 2018, 19. He brought out on the same bill. It was Ominous, Digitus, B2B Executioner, um. Yari, all the play at the loading dock. Uh, the only person I know I can recognize is Ominous. That's okay, the only name I recognize. Digitist and Executioner are super, uh, super underground. Um, uh, yeah, but, a ton of that like underground, like that is the one thing I'm not super following in is, is yeah. that underground like super heavy bass music stuff. I mean, half the people that Mutiny's brought out, and I'm just like, I don't know who the fuck you are, but just take some photos, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, cool, sick. Like uh, when they when yeah when Alex and Dan brought up uh, Hole, never heard of okay dude yeah in my life. Uh-huh. I was student. I shot that whole show. Never heard of the dude in my life. Yeah. I had heard of Dirty Snatcher. I was, was that a different bill? That was a different bill. I think. Oh no! Uh, prosecute was on that. Yeah, prosecute. I didn't even had to prosecute. Okay. Because one of my friends Grell shot prosecute, and yeah, dude, I. So one of those things, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to take some photos. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. One thing that was sad about that is I was actually going to have Prosecute on the podcast. Oh. But it was in a really small window of yeah. him landing, me getting off of work, filming really quick, and then me going to Idaho. Yeah. Um, Just with little, like, plane delays, flight delays. It just didn't it, happen. Yeah. It crushed our little window, and I was like, fuck, bro. That one would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been sick. But, yeah, no, he's... He's a he's an underground fool, just out of Texas, I believe. Yeah, and you know, it's like I I I feel like I have a decent understanding of underground, at least in like drum and bass, mm-hmm. some house, but I just don't, I can't keep up with every single genre that fast, and especially like yeah. that one's on like such a. It's, it's in not, a different plane. It's in a different plane, and it's not like you know. I'll go to a bunch of those shows, and I love, like I said, I love dubstep, and I love that heavy shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna go actively out and dig through crates like I will for drum and bass. Yeah, of course. Because one, it's also not what I play. Yeah, and, that, know, that would lo- probably be one of the biggest things. And you know, a lot of the times I do, I am digging. You know, digging through SoundCloud, digging through Beatport, and looking for stuff I want to play. Yeah, and, of course. And adding to my crates and stuff like that. So yeah, because like I listen to, I number one genre that I listen to is hip hop. I listen. I okay, love so but I don't like modern hip hop. I see. I, I'm, I like, very, I'm very, like, that's one of the, one of the genres I'm not super into is, like, modern-day hip-hop. Uh-huh. 
I love like 80s and 90s rap. Yeah. Dude, like fucking Gangstar, Tribe, like all of those guys. Woo, of course. Like all of those guys I love. We have a bunch of vinyls with that. I listen to a ton of it. That's cool. But kind of once you kind of hit that. And you know, there's still a bunch of artists these days making, you know, Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, like making that kind of older kind of rap style because rap to me is very much I don't listen to words very well it takes me a couple times listening to pay attention to words I see whereas rap is such a lyrically based genre mm-hmm. and so a lot of the stuff that I'd probably really like I can't get into it because I don't because I'm listening to the beat first I like that jazzy Bro, old I school that beat 100% okay yeah like all the Tribe stuff I adore I have all of their shit on, on vinyl uh-huh. like we have every single Wu-Tang album on vinyl yeah like, it's I love that all jazzy hip hop style. No, I'm the same way when it comes to beats because I love modern day hip hop for the trap beats. See, I don't, I can't, I can't get into the trap beats. Uh-huh. Man. I can't do it. No, I it love just it. reminds me of like 2000 and like you know 12 trap, like Flustradamus and Bauer. You don't I, like, dude? I, bro, I, I, remember, I love I, that dude. Trap. I used to be so into it, and then then. I don't know. Something happened. I'm like, this is trash. <laughs> nah, bro. Stucky sounds. Stucky, Stucky sounds sound. goaded, brother. Dude, that's a name I have not heard in so long. They went on a little hiatus, and then they're just like, "Fuck it, we're coming back." And let's see, they were gonna do a a guest spot at Lost Lands, but I think that fell through. And then uh, I think this weekend they actually played a show in L.A. Damn. But. Nah, yeah, they're, they're back. Yeah, you know, like no, Troy Boy. I fuck with Troy Boy. I I have mixed feelings about Troy Boy. There's some of the shit I really like. Some of it, I'm like, this what? What the, is this? The sexiest I ever felt was summer of 2017, Paradiso in Washington. Troy Boy set 9 p.m. on a Saturday. Sexiest I've ever felt, brother. <laughs> I promise. I promise you that. But no, I love that trap, and it could be a big reason why I like modern day trap. Yeah. And you know, I, or hip hop. I don't hate it. It's just never been something I I, I could super you, you're get out. Yeah, you chasing. know, I I I listened to it, especially you know when I st- first started listening to electronic music because it was huge back then. Mm-hmm. It's definitely had like a come down from when yeah, I, from definitely. where it was. Um, but but yeah, that's the reason why I don't like a lot of modern day hip hop is like yeah. you know that little yachty shit. Or like sorry, tw- I throw a little yachty under the bus, but like 2013, 2014, like festival trap. Oh my god, dude! That would start Yellow out Claw. like hard Yellow style. Claw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I can tell you the last Yellow Claw song I listened to. I, Yellow Claw was one I never got into, but one that I did fuck with was Carnage at the time. Carnage, Carnage is the dick. Mm-hmm. Have you heard yeah. about that? Yeah, he's like I've been reading some things, and I've heard he's like just an absolute prick to uh-huh. everyone he plays for, uh-huh. like. Shit like, like um, shit, I think, uh, I don't know where it was, but I think it was a year or two ago, he was playing, it could have been, was it, it like, was either a club or a yacht party. Yeah. And, and he wouldn't get off the decks? Yeah, he yeah it was Ibiza, like, I think, like, six months ago. Okay, I think yeah, they were playing at Ibiza. It was either Ibiza or somewhere in the UK. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, the dude behind him, like, he would not get off the deck. Yeah, because it, like, refused. you're over your time slot, I'm up, but he just would not get yeah. off. Like, what the fuck? I don't know, dude. I nah, that's don't fucked up. Don't that fool. But no, I did listen to like his 20, 2013, 2014, like festival trap, bro. One thing that I like or that I miss about like that era of electronic music in the states is it was so diverse. On a lineup, you will have like three stages, but each stage will be dedicated to a certain genre. Now it's gonna have it's a three day festival. Nine of the top fifteen artists are dubstep, dubstep. or bass. Yeah, and love bass house. You're gonna have three different stages, but they're all gonna have dubstep on them at some point. So, uh, I think it's. I don't know. Like, I feel like it, the festival lineups used to be definitely used to be. I mean, my first festival, dude. Uh, was Good Life like 2014 in Australia, and so Good Life was like this thing, and they had. It was two. Di- it was the same lineup, but it had an under eighteen show and an over eighteen show. Okay, and it was just sick, dude. It was Dead Mouse, Macklemore, okay, Bauer, Porter Robinson pre Worlds, okay, Data Life, like Spitfire Porter Robinson. Yeah, dude, okay. it was fucking sick. <laughs> I'm so glad that I can, and I'm really bummed that I never got to see Porter Robinson before Nurture. 
Okay. Because the last time I saw, because I saw him before he released Worlds, and then I saw him after he released Nurture. And I love Potter Robinson. I love him to fucking death. That dude has, that dude hands down saved my life one night when he did his live stream as his first second guy. Okay. I, I it was one of the deeper holes I was in depression wise, and I was pretty fucking close to being done. And, just, and I sat down to watch the live stream. He played, like, the second song he played, I think it was the second one. He play, I feel like he played Sad Machine at the very, like, the start of his set. Sobbing in my room by myself, just crying and being like, "No, it's gonna be okay." Yeah, but I would, dude, that dude saved my fucking life. Shout um, out PO. Yeah, shout out Porter Robinson. But yeah, seeing him pre Worlds was fucking sick because he just played heavy shit, dude. Yeah, it was like heavy techno, so much like of that Japanese based kind of like faster. You know, like they have that whole scene over there, like kind of like DDR music. I don't even know what to call it. I don't know. It's fast. It's not quite techno. One, it's not quite like hard style. One thing I did, I do remember about like that era is drum step was huge. Drum step was like, like whole monster to, cat. Eighty, yeah, eighty Dub- to ninety BPM dubstep. Yeah, essentially. I mean, and that's what kind of like tear out drum and bass and like neuro bass drum and bass has become. And I keep trying to convince you fuckers over here that it's like, look, <laughs> drum and some drum and bass is just double time dubstep. Like that's yeah. all it fucking is. Uh-huh. Like. Yeah, no, I know um, Brandon's in the same boat as you. Brandon, yeah, Brandon so Brandon and I, that, the one time we we played... At the that, Haunting? The, no, not at the Haunting. It was the... Because the, I play, I had an actual set, the Haunting. But at the Full Moon Party... Oh, um, okay. I, we were both playing Open Decks. And I was playing, and he had the, the slot after me. And he's like, you just want to keep going? I'm like, fuck yeah. Dude, we had quads going at one point in time. I'd never played with the dude before in my life. I had no idea I was on his USB. Mm-hmm. We were throwing the fuck down. It was so yeah, much fun. Oh, that's Vegas. One thing I love, I've been playing back-to-back with Brandon since 2018 when we moved in together because yeah. we were roommates for a couple years. And we've been playing back-to-back since, since then. One thing that I love is I know we could both plug in just and just freestyle anything like we like the chemistry we have on stage is like not neither of yeah. us are stressed like like we can slay a set yeah no it was um and then yeah even at the haunting after you guys were done i slapped my usb in and we were yeah. fucking going uh-huh. dude we were yeah, going hard well at that point it was like 3 a.m there was 3:30. no one there and it was just all like it was like you mean the other dude who played yeah um, i can't remember his brandon name. um oh because uh, he, he was just upstairs asher yeah. No, uh, Asher wasn't playing with us, was he? No, he wasn't playing with us, but he, he was one of the last ones there. Yeah, and we were just fucking... And I think that's one of the fun things I like about drum and bass, and especially once you learn it, is you can do doubles so fucking easily, uh-huh. man, And you can just keep going and keep going and keep going. Yeah. And, you know, it depends on what you're playing. Like, that neuro-based stuff is a lot easier to double than, you know, liquid stuff is. Yeah, as of lately, I've been, I've been wanting to branch my DJ field yeah because i want to get into drum and bass more but one thing that i want to do more than anything is dive deep into techno dude techno is so techno is so easy to mix and it's so much fun because i i love techno the, the, but, the biggest thing i've always noticed about with techno is one it's a lot more fun if you have four decks okay you can keep little shit of little songs looping and do like you know playing. do you know who Gigi is Gigi, yeah i know him okay so Gigi, he played a show last night and then chance also played that same show yeah oh, i was yeah, talking i was bar. talking to gg about a yeah beer bar i was talking to him about the same thing me wanted to get into techno and that's exactly what he said he's like if you have four decks with techno dude, you it's so there's one dude uh eats everything he's a uk techno artist and he he plays on the fucking six mixer Jesus Christ. dude and he's like yeah dude, i got at least three tracks going at all time and he's just got little parts pulled out, you know, he's EQ'd little parts into it to make this like, you know, and it, it turns into, because yeah, you can double things all the time and have two tracks going, have three tracks going if you fucking know what you're doing enough. But mm-hmm. like with techno, you, because there's, especially with a lot of the dark, uh, like warehouse shit and the acid shit, it's, it, there's so many little parts you can just pull out and loop okay. and just make something unique every single time you mix. Okay, yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. so much fun and the tracks are so fucking long and you can yeah. just take your time and it's, there's nothing like being like just out of your fucking brain three <laughs> o'clock in the morning in a warehouse 
blasting techno. It's so much fun, dude. Yeah. It's an absolute blast. I love techno. What's fun about being in the world of DJing and producing is having the opportunity of putting tracks into like Ableton or FL or whatever you use and EQing or taking anything you want out and just making almost dude, making, like a live version for yourself. Making edits as well. Uh -huh. I have a bunch of, one of my favorite, my intro edit that I play for most times I, I, I start is, I don't know if you heard it at uh, The Haunting. It's this mix. It's a prototype bootleg of, what is it? It's not, of hold, no, not hold your color. It's a prototype bootleg of a pendulum song that has this really cool intro that's like, <clears throat> You thought you were here for German bass, you're here for the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. And then I have it cut into this uh, uh, Toronto is Broken song that has this fucking sick metal intro, but I hate the goddamn drop. And so I have it then cut back into just the normal fucking pendulum song. Cause okay. it, and then right at the drop, it's like, okay, I lied this drum and bass. And it's my favorite fucking edit I've ever made. And it That's goes cool. so hard, dude. Yeah. it's a, I love playing that edit out. Bro, yeah, no, I love being able to, like, manipulate anything you want. Because yeah. one thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to do this for the Shiver Show, which I better see you motherfuckers there, March 31st at the Commonwealth Room in Salt Lake City. That was, I thought it was closer than that. March 31st? Fuck, we got ages of time. Two months? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because... Give you time to promo it. Bro, yeah. and my favorite thing too is I, I have plenty of originals to play out mo more than I've ever had, and I'm excited for that. But also, I've put myself into a producing mode to where I'm just pumping out songs, like yeah. tracks to double. Yeah, I'm never gonna release them; they're forever gonna be plates just, just sitting doubles. on my USB. But it's just gonna be double material, dude. I'm not so to talk over man. you, but I feel like Mile Thirty Two is doing that as well. River. Uh -huh. Dude, the amount of shit that River has and like his new song with fucking USB Flow. Mm -hmm. Dude, holy That fuck. dropped he, on Bypass Audio. Dude, he, Check it out. I love River is crushing. R it. River's cracked. So I we he opened for Kaiwachi. Well, he was local support for Kaiwachi what, a month ago? Two months ago. I think it was like early. It was the same night that Mutiny did their free show. The first yeah, because I had And a, I think it was the beginning of December, so almost yeah, two months. Because I had a shoot. I shot for River, and then I ran over to shoot for Landon. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but dude, that was a sold out show. Not only did they they move it from the small room at the complex to the big room, and did then, they sell out the big room? And again? then they sold out the fucking big room. Jesus Christ, dude! And so you know, there was only three people on the bill. It was it was uh, River. It was I can't remember who was playing in front of Kaiwachi, but the the direct support for Kaiwachi than Kai. Okay, and. And so, you know, we didn't expect there were a ton of people to be in there. We're standing in the fucking side of the, of the stage, and we look out, and this room is almost fucking packed. Like, already. He hasn't even started playing yet. Yeah. It's already packed. And River's freaking out. He's freaking fucking me out. I'm not even playing, and I'm getting scared. <laughs> I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. And, uh, but, dude, yeah. No, like, I'm, there, remember there was one time, it was, like, during his last couple songs that he was playing, I'm filming behind him, and he looks back at me and just goes, ah! <laughs> But that was sick. He threw the fuck down at that yeah, show. Yeah, it honestly, was so cool. Bro, it, like about that lineup, about that Shivers show, I'm not I'm not intimidated by Shivers because I know he's going to fucking go out and murder. Yeah. I'm intimidated by fucking River. River? <laughs> yeah. Dude, he... Because like, I, I want to like, yeah, I'm, I'm opening the show, but I feel like if anything, I'm more direct support for River. River? <laughs> yeah. And... River's direct support for Shivers. For Shivers, yeah. But that's what I want to play to. Not necessarily for a bill. For To be on the same bill as Shivers. Yeah. I, I want to play a good set to, like, introduce River. Because I know River's going to fucking murder. He's going to fucking kill it, dude. So He's I so want to play it. up to that level. He's a child, though, and it's kind of funny. Whenever there's a 21 show, one and over show, and you see River standing in the corner, you're like, ha-ha, you can't get in here. <laughs> He's just waiting he's for fucking, his time slot. Yeah, because he's like, he's 19, I'm pretty sure. He's I think so. He's, he's 19, maybe fuck, 20, dude. maybe 20. Yeah, but he's yeah. not 21 yet. I know that. Uh, yeah, may, I think he's 19. Because he was complaining, because all of Mutiny's free shows are 21 plus. And he was, yeah. He was complaining that he can't get into them. But that's so funny. But Does he have to hang out backstage then? If, he, if he's even allowed in, he has to. I don't think he's even, he's not, you're not using, because we're in Utah, dude. So you're telling me for that 21 plus show, he has to wait outside until his time slots up? Is Shivers 21 plus? Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be 21 by then. Hopefully. I wonder when his birthday is. I don't, I don't know, know when his birthday is. I don't know. 
But yeah, no, I'm excited. Dude, he's killing it at the Saiyan. I fucking yeah. love to see it, man. So I'm hyped. I'm hyped to be opening that show. Bro, that that's hands down my biggest. And a three sixty. And a three sixty. I'm I, so fucking I, I wanna play a three sixty so bad. Yeah. I might be. I can't I might be. I can't say anything about it, but we'll we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk we'll talk about it off camera. Yeah. But I have Something I'm, ho- I'm hoping that goes through properly, and I'm fucking keen for it. It'll be the, my first show actually playing under asset, because that'll be before Flight Eight Hundred Eight. Okay, that'll be cool. Yeah. What were you? What were you going uh, by before asset? I was playing on a Bronto. And okay. I actually, I was talking to Landon the other day, and someone was complaining there, like, "Who's who's Bronto? Like, do you know, you know there's a dude named Brondo?" And I actually went under Bronto because my like gamer tag has been brontosaurus 420 for so long okay i don't even smoke weed but mm-hmm. it was just like funny and so people call me bronto all the time and when i started actually playing proper stuff i yeah. ran out of bronto and the whole reason i kind of changed like rebranded was first of all i don't really like the way it sounds and i don't think it reflected who i was like as a word in a way if that okay. makes sense i don't know it's, it's weird in my head the way it made sense and, you know, it's still the same project, but I can still, I, I'm kind of putting also all my graphic design stuff underneath the asset term now. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that ties in a little bit better with not only how it sounds in my head and like when I like, because I was kind of embarrassed to call, tell people I played under Bronto. I okay. really did not like that name mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out something else. And now I, I really like asset and I feel like it kind of reflects not only like what I want it to and how it sounds and what I'm doing with the project. But it more reflects on who I am as a whole as like not only just the music side, but all the fucking photography stuff I'm doing, all the graphic design stuff I'm doing and what I want it to sound like. So okay, that's where I kind of went with it. And I'm happy with it now. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Because like I changed my name, Chris the Crook, like six, seven times ever since I started like DJing music. Yeah. Um... But I finally landed on something that I feel like I can actually like tie myself to. Yeah, and I think that was definitely very much what asset was to me. Yeah, and I like the way it sounds. That's fucking sick. So. Yeah, and honestly, that's all that fucking matters. And my new logo is so much fucking better. <laughs> what was your last logo? What did that look like? It was overcomp. I'm sure I have a photo of it somewhere. It was just kind of overcomplicated. Please tell know. me there was a there was a some type of dinosaur in it. No, there wasn't actually. Damn it. There was no dinosaur. Maybe that's why it didn't work out. Yeah, I pr- I should have incorporated more dinosaurs. I do fucking love dinosaurs, dude. The Natural History Museum at the U here, I've been in that place way too many times. I'm I, a child, dude. I feel like See, I dinosaur dinosaur like, it now. fucking sick. Um, no, it was just, uh, you know, I'm very much into kind of the whole dark tech fucking cyberpunky thing. It was kind of that kind of themed. Okay. Um, it was just overcomplicated and I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but... I designed it myself, so. Yeah. I designed my asset logo myself as well. I love designing that shit, so. Yeah. I got my logo done by a boy named Bricks out of California, I believe. Okay. Uh, Do you know, have you ever heard of Unit? Unit? I have not. He's from Wisconsin, I believe. Um, I absolutely love his logo. There is no better logo out there than Unit's logo. Like, I wanted fucking units. I wanted <laughs> Give me that one. <laughs> yeah. But he he gave me the hookup with the with dude who made his, which was Bricks. I hit Bricks up, and he oh. murdered my logo. Yeah. The, like, the, the crook is, like, nice and sharp, but the Chris the on top in cursive all script, bro. It, oh, bro, it's fat. It's so fat. So I, 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 think, I love that logo. I think logo. you sent me a PNG. I think you're in my good books. Last time, last time I did a flyer with you on it. I think you sent me a... a of course I sent you a PNG, bro. Dude, motherfuckers. I'm calling all of you fuckers out right now. If you ever get booked to play anything, get a goddamn transparent logo or I will come to your fucking house. <laughs> if I have to cut out another goddamn logo, I'm murdering someone. Yeah, I feel like if you send me oh, a JPEG, get the fuck out. What you doing? Oh. No, but yeah, you got to send a PNG. Someone um, sent me... I'm not going to name names. Someone sent me a PDF. And I, I was like, what the fuck is this, bro? Come on. <laughs> Live trace it in Illustrator. I was like, fuck this. I'm just not even going to try and deal with it. Oh, my God. No, I, it's super, 
If you're paying so, for a good logo, pay for a PNG. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think once pay you for once you start getting into uh I would say like a brand, like you wanna have all of these files intact in order ready to go and have multiple different variations of them have a black one have a white one if you want color have a color one yeah i'm i most of the time we're going to use the black or white one uh-huh. because we get one with an outline if get you want one with an outline. outline you know but have multiple versions of it so you don't piss off the graphic designer because mm-hmm. that's the last person you want to piss off because they're making you look good <laughs> yeah for real no but yeah i love i love my logo and also, I love the little avatar I got. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't it. think I've seen Oh, is it on your podcast uh, Instagram? Yep. Yeah, okay, I have seen it. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking sick. But that's just one. So I have I have four. Yeah. It's four heads. Um, you just transfer in and out depending on what you want. Yeah. That's it. Th- there's different faces. And then I have them in black and gray. So I have eight. Fuck eight it. little avatars. And I think that's the thing. It's just having... Because, you know, if I get a... And I get it. Like, especially for a lot of the small local stuff, it's expensive to get a really good logo. Yeah. I'm really lucky that I know what I'm doing graphic design-wise and I can design my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've designed, like, I'm in the middle of redesigning Apotheosis' logo. Oh, nice. For him, which is actually really sick. I'm happy with how it's turning out. Um, but I get it. It's expensive to get a good one. And sometimes, you know, you can't get a good one. You've just got to do a font. Please don't just do a font. I promise you it's worth the money. Go spend 20, 50 bucks on Fiverr to find someone to do it. Bro, speaking of Fiverr, Fiverr. hey, you guys are going to see this. I got a new 3D animation intro video for the podcast. Dude, Fiverr's fucking lit sometimes. Shout out Fiverr. Fiverr's fucking lit sometimes. Like, you know, there's there's definitely some fucking trash on that website. uh There's some really overcharged, overpriced stuff. But there's some really good content, you know? And it's a really... uh, it's a really nice way for freelancers to be able to do, especially in this age of technology. And yeah. I really need to get myself on there. That's what I was thinking too, of just like even making like little hip hop beats for like five bucks with yeah. like. Dude, a ton all, of people do all that. All right, signed over, you know. A like, ton of people do that. Yeah, like that's something I would definitely would love to do. Smash an 808 on there. You're good. Yeah, exactly, bro. Stalk the fuck out of the bitch. OTT seven times, done. On, OTT on the master? <laughs> Wait, you don't do that? <laughs> fuck. But. Yeah, Fiverr's goaded. And I'd never used it before that, and I'm just like, bro. I still haven't actually used it, but I've seen some good results from it. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll show I, you. Because I, I, I got do two them. videos done. I got yeah. one done for Chris the Crook and another one done for Crook's Layer that I'm mm. going to put at the beginning of it, all of my YouTube videos. Fuck yeah. Bro, so gangster. Okay. I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for like to, to, to use it because I think the biggest thing for me is creating... In whatever I'm making, whatever I'm doing, just have it be uniform across the board. Yeah. So, like, all that, of my YouTube videos having this intro. All of my cover it, art a, for my for establishing my podcast. A brand. Yeah. And so, I, I've looking. been actually talking to Landon about that with Defiance. Because I've been doing, I've done all of their flyers since the very first one. I didn't do the very first one. But I've been doing that for them and, like helping them kind of establish that brand. And like we were talking the other day, it's like, yeah, we'll get you a sheet together. Basically, that's like, if you ever have someone new or you need something designed, you can have this like kind of reference picks. reference of like, look, this is a lot of the stuff that we use. Here's, uh-huh. our, here's all of our logos. Here's all of like the, at the socials are all put into one position. Like here's oh, okay. a bunch of different assets that they're going to use a lot. Because like, assets. so for, because um, <laughs> for the new beginnings poster, I love irises. I do a lot of stuff with irises. The the flower. Oh, the, the okay. purple flower. Yeah, yeah. I love irises. And so I have a bunch of the stuff that I've designed. Another shirt that I think we're going to get printed for Defiance has a bunch of irises on it as nice. well. And it's like one of those things that's like, look, get this together so you have a bunch of assets that you can continuously use to have an established brand. Yeah. So you, people can look at it and go, that's Defiance. Yeah. That's yeah. Defiance. Mm-hmm. You don't have this separate view of the way that everything is and like, you know, it's the same with like having a consistent logo. It's you want yeah. Yeah, people to be able to look at look at it and go, I know who that is. Yeah. Without having to like, think about it and read. That's what I love about like the little avatar heads. Yeah. Like they look at that like if they know me, like they know that's Chris the Crook. Yeah. And like there could be no context with it, but if they just see that avatar head, like they know that. Yeah. But also what things that I've been tying into like my music or even Crook's layer is the color purple. 
I love uh, the color purple, dude. Bro, I think the color purple is underrated. My purple girlfriend and pink? hates the color dude, purple. Dude, purple and pink, fuck. Yeah, that's facts. Pink, is, I'm wearing a pink. I got pink in my shirt right that's now. That's facts. That's cool. I don't, per, I don't wear enough color because I got to wear black all the time because I'm going to talk about <laughs> As we're both decked out in black. I, dude, I, I bought like, I was actually, I was thrift shopping the other day and I bought a fucking neon yellow hoodie. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck I've become. Like, who am I? As you're it's holding a sick it, hoodie, though. <laughs> and, a, and like a neon orange shirt. So it's like a skate brand I've never heard of. Uh-huh. But it's neon orange and it's sick and it's thick because I love the thick long sleeve. I love sleeve. thick cotton. I love... Because I... That's what My this biggest is. thing is... Shout yeah, out. Like, same with this. This Polaris shirt is mm-hmm. nice and thick. And I've worn the shit out of this shirt. You can tell just the difference between the blacks. Um, That's how it goes, though. Blacks will always have different, uh, different and, shades. But yeah, it's like, dude, I, I'm super skinny. So I hate the really thin shit because I hate the way it sits on my body. Because okay. I have copious amounts of fucking you know self-conscious issues in the way i look and uh, you look amazing oh thank you don't let anyone say hey we'll be back <laughs> <laughs> um but so yeah i'm I'm very conscious about the weight especially shirts that are my body uh-huh. so i hate that thin shit so the nice thick shit where it Bro, kinda, like ruffles them. off and shit mm-hmm. mm, love it mm, yeah for real give it to me so so that shit i love and you know, I, I got a really nice fucking a couple really nice shirts. i got a fucking 1800 tequila shirt like oh, two that's do- cool. Two dollars from Pips. That was sick. What what thrift stores you hit? Uh, Urban. What is it? The one next to the Chevron in Sugarhood. Urban. Urban uh, Scout Fitters. It's, yeah, it's somewhere like that. Fucking that one's sick, and then Pips in Sugar House as well. Pips. It's right next to uh, the Patagonia outlet. Patagucci. Fuck if I know, man. I hate. It. I've it's been over there. It's over there. Um. But well, those, those places are sick, dude. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't buy clothes enough because I'm just lazy and forget about it. Yeah, I feel like... I have so many band shirts. That's like, really? when I only, that's like the only time I ever buy merch. I feel like... I have like four Architect shirts. I have like four North Lane shirts. I, this is my only Polaris shirt. Okay. But I, dude, my entire closet is like, it's like band, 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 band. Normal shirt, band, band, band. <laughs> I like buying gear from homies. That as well. Like Braxton, Keanu. I have multiple two world shit. Um, this is active. Shout out active. They're uh, they're basically defiance in Idaho. Oh, sick. But but also they're not defiance. They're their own shit. They've been throwing they've been throwing shows for like almost ten years. Like active is them motherfuckers. I fucking love them. Fuck yeah. And uh, yeah, this is their this is their shirt. Shout out. Hit them up for one. Fire as hell. Fire. Bro, this is shout, shout, this out, is shout out Polaris. Champion, thick cotton, 100%. Yo, <laughs> no, I'm feeling good in this over here. This shit. I don't know. I love this shit, though. I fucking love Polaris. We, we haven't talked about like heavier music. How much metal do you listen to? I would, I I'm would say the that same, fucking guitar, I would dude. Say, <laughs> I would say the same as techno. I can't name songs or bands off my head, yeah. but I listen to them. I feel like it's it's interesting, like, the way I got both into metal and uh, dubstep. Mm-hmm. Like, because obviously we all started, like, especially with electronic music. I mean, I started listening to it with, like, Monster Cat shit. Okay. Like, prime time 2014 Monster Cat uh-huh. was, like, my introduction to proper electronic music. And then it's like, I feel like it just, you're like, I'm not going to listen to the heavy shit. It's gross. And okay. slowly over time, you get heavier and heavier and heavier. And yeah, all of a sudden, I'm listening to sudden death. Going. And I'm just like, yes! That's how it goes. And I feel like this happened to me with metal as well. Because I, I remember the very first metal song that I ever saved, I ever bought of iTunes. It was like 19, it was like, it's like 1964 by a day to remember. Okay. And it has that, it has that intro from fucking, uh, oh, fuck, it's a movie. I don't know. Hey, but, I'll, I'll tell you some some bands that I've heard of. Okay. Villain of the Story. Have not heard of them. Fire from the Gods. Have not heard of them. El Nino. Have not heard of them. This is and, going well. <laughs> and then Avenged Sevenfold. I know. I, yeah. I fucking love Avenged Sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold fucks, dude. And yeah, that's really it. I feel like, uh, I think the other thing is interesting, especially in the metal scene, is the metal scene here compared to Australia. Because the metal core scene in Australia okay. is fucking massive. Really? Like, huge. Like, national radio massive. Oh, okay. Like, they're okay, playing yeah. on the radio stations all the time. That's fun. Um, and it's it's a different type of metal than it is out here. You have to you have to give me some examples. Yeah, and I can, like, because, you know, my, my, big, my 
favorite fucking band in, in the world is Architects. I have way too many Architects tattoos. I have three. Um, dude, they are fucking amazing. I love that band to death. And then it's, the, but they're actually British. But then North Lane, Parkway Drive, like uh, in Hearts Wake. Um, there's so much good metal coming out of Australia. Like yeah. fucking Amity Affliction. And it's all this very melodic stuff. Mm hmm. You know, whereas I feel like stuff here is very heavy. And I love death metal. Fucking mm -hmm. Thy Art, After the Burial, um, Meshuggah, all that kind of shit. It's great. But the melodic stuff is so fun and so pretty. And it can be so heavy and so pretty at the same time. Okay. It's like the same with Polaris. Like, these guys, I've seen them twice now. They opened for Parkway, like, five years ago here. And then they just had their own solo tour. And it's funny seeing the differences between when they play in Australia and when they play here. So when they play, I mean, they'll sell out, like, main stage festivals in Australia. Uh -huh. Play at the fucking Beehive here. For the, real? The, the, that tiny-ass room next to the state room. Okay. The straight-edge place. That place is weird. Um, but, yeah, tiny little room. And it's sick. It's so cool to see those bands in those tiny rooms again. Yeah. Because I've only ever seen them in these big, huge festival things back yeah. home. But now they're playing these tiny shows in the U.S. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's that's get it. That's wild. It's crazy how shit like that can be so regional. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. you know it's it's very much uh depending and you know what what gets played on the radio and what gets suggested to you in these fucking algorithms that we're yeah in, so it's very true and it's crazy to think like just listening to the radio here how often you'll hear one song in like an hour i think the other thing is how often you hear one song from one artist like just and they won't play any of their other songs okay. so like uh kpcw the radio station in park city okay they play courtney barnett all the time She's an Australian artist. They only ever played two of her songs. That's like Advant Garner and like Pedestrian at Best. And those are the two songs they play by her. I've never, and that's the only radio station I've ever heard play Courtney Barnett here. Uh -huh. But it's the only two songs I've ever heard her play. And she plays here all yeah. the time. Like she played like uh, Ogden Twilight a couple years ago. She okay. played Salt Lake, like the, the Salt Lake Twilight series a couple mm -hmm. years ago as well. But I, I've noticed that. Like I feel like they, they're, they're good with the, variety of artists but it's always over the one song by the artist okay yeah which is interesting i don't get it but one thing i would love to get is a, sh a radio show but actually on the radio actually on the radio too that they would be just fire. satellite radio that shit fuck it see i i could and like essentially this is that yeah but i would i would love to have that like yo Welcome to fucking CTC. I, I used I used to re like when I was a kid before we moved to Australia. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a radio journalist. I saw one of my own radio show. Yeah, because I feel like I can bullshit for hours about stuff and yeah. just talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I kind of was like, eh, no, I'm good. And then I I've almost thought about starting a podcast a couple times, but I don't have. I, I'd want to keep it in a single kind of. Lane. Lane of genre. And I kind of figure out what I want to do. And I do enough bullshit otherwise. Bro. I have enough other hobbies, man. I Bro. do not need to try and start a podcast, eh? No, I feel that. Because I will say, like, I, I'm too curious about everything that I dip my toes in anything. I want to learn everything, dude. I want to fucking learn everything. anything. I love learning. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. You get There's so, many, so much cool information out there. Yeah. That's untouched. But so. I think you should start a podcast because... Just because you want to be on it? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a guest, bro. I want to be the motherfucking first person and the only person every week. Yeah. It's just you and me talking shit every single week. Every single week and we just choose... I mean, there's plenty of those podcasts out there. Yeah. There's so many of those. Yeah, I listen to a bunch of them. There's not one that has us on it. That would be now a there is. podcast. There will be in a second. This whenever, is a one-off. Whenever, unless, oh unless, unless my five followers are all say that we should start a podcast. That'd be a different. That's five. Story. If I'm one, I'm not. That's five listeners right there. There you go. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. We get six. My mom could be in there. <laughs> my mom would I'll, probably listen to. I don't know if she wants to listen to me talk. I'll make my mom a Spotify account just so she just can listen. So she can listen. <laughs> Imagine I put that shit just on repeat so our numbers get up. It's like it's like the, it's like that one fucking oh, there's like one scene out of like a uh, what is it? It's a Marvel movie. And it's like oh, I had a party, no one showed up except my mum. Oh yeah, I <laughs> think that's Thor. It's Thor. Yeah, when they're in the fucking circle room. 
I hate my mom. Except moves, my mate. mom. No, Except I, my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Korg. His name is Korg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not like a real circle. It's like a freaky circle. <laughs> Love that scene. Nah, that's cool. It reminds me of home. So I was told you either started or run or do something called Flight 808. What is Flight 808? Uh, it's a it's a live stream we do between me and my friend Davis. Uh, it plays on a Bill Dari on the Gold Coast in Australia. Uh, during COVID, we you know we obviously couldn't play. We were seeing all these live streams going on, and we're like, "Fuck it, let's do our own." And we got a bunch of people over in Utah. We got a bunch of people in Australia, and we pre-recorded a bunch of sets and played them li- and then live streamed that thing. So like Davis and I host it live the night of. We sit there and chat, okay, and we try and get the artists on to talk and like give them as much exposure as we can. Um, and it's only gotten bigger, bigger over the years. You yeah, think? you know, it's it's uh, not only is the artist getting bigger and bigger, like production value is getting bigger and bigger. Um, for example, it's like I filmed my set on the Salt Flats this year. I was year. just gonna say because I've seen that picture. Dude, I'm like, what the fuck? What is that? My, it's on YouTube. You want to go watch it? That full okay, set. Hell yeah! Um, I'll link that. Yeah, uh, but it's been a really good time because you know, not only do we get to film really cool sets, because um, I've always pushed the thing of like, look, like. Because shout out to almost every single one of our artists. I think I paid two of our artists that have played in the last three years. Okay. Because they were all friends and homies and understands like we, I think I lost 1500 bucks. I, I, I cost me 1500 bucks to get it done last year with, with Damn, okay. time and editing because I got to edit all the sets together and stuff yeah. like that. Because I would love to do it all live the night of, but just the logistics of doing it here, like getting everyone in the same room, first of all, yeah. and then getting Australia in the same room and then getting that video to not be laggy as fuck and yeah. like everything to be pretty. Yeah, so it's just it. so much easier if we pre-record. And then you get the fun side of it where I always tell the artist, I'm like, look, like, what do you want to do for a set that you've never done before and never had the chance to do? Yeah. So like uh, Alexis Obiashi played for us yeah, yeah. Uh, last year and she was kind of like, I really want kind of a boiler room vibe. And so we set up in Shades on State. Shout out to Shades on State for this film and just had a bunch of people in the background drinking. We, she played a full house set and it was a ton yeah. of fun. Um, we had Chase, uh, Shea Boss play for us last yeah, yeah. year. We did, you know, you've seen his fucking LEDs. Uh-huh, yeah, so we yeah. did a full set in his room. We were sweating dicks in that room, Believe dude. That. Um, and then one of my friends, Eddie the Lady, played, and we were out in the middle of the Wasatch, just like in the trees. I had a okay, really cool photo cool, of her yeah. playing. Just we had like a power bank, slapped the table down. She played a really chill, like like mid tempo, like old school dubby set. Okay, it was perfect, like intro because she had the opening slot. It was a ton of fun, dude. Hell yeah. If you were to give one little message or one piece of advice or one opportunity to tell everyone to fuck off, what would you say? To tell everyone to fuck off? That's a piece of advice you want to give people? Wait, so am I giving a piece of advice or telling everyone to fuck off? If I said if you want to give someone a piece of advice or the opportunity to tell everyone to fuck off, that would be no. Don't stay in a lane. As much as I just said, I would want to keep it parked after a lane. <laughs> dude, after what I just said, do, actually, do fucking don't everything, do man. Like, I think that's like I'm. I'm not one to brag about myself, but I'm very proud of the amount of shit that I do. And you know, I'm not the best at everything. I'm not the best photographer. I'm not the best DJ. I'm nowhere near the best fucking skier. But I do a bunch of shit, and it makes me happy. And it, I don't go well. I've well, I'm interested in this, so I only have to do this. Yeah. But like, even like mixing, it's like I still mix house, I still mix dub. It's still a ton of fun. Like, mm-hmm. like, do what the, even if the shit isn't what you think it should be, just keep fucking doing what makes you happy, man. Yeah, like, that's the biggest thing is just do shit. Experience that makes you happy. is fun, dude. Like, I I love I do way too much stuff and I get overwhelmed all the time. But I when I look back, I'm so glad I do the amount of different things that I do. Yep. So it can be hella overwhelming, but when you look at all the shit that you do and just you understand do. it's gonna be expensive as fuck you're gonna spend so much money bro between photography music and cars it's just like there goes all my money for the next 20 years mm-hmm. i'm dumping mine into vsts and now fucking camera equipment it's like you think these microphones are cheap <laughs> you think that fucking camera's cheap. Fuck no, dude. It is expensive. You think that interface is cheap? Like, nah, bro. I fucking... I think it's expensive to create content. And especially content that, like... 
I want to be proud of as, as expensive to create. So, mm-hmm. now the biggest thing is being happy and do shit that you love. Yeah, pretty much. So hell yeah, there you hear it. There you are, criminals. Fuck yeah, this episode was fun. Thank you, man. We'll I see if we can have around have you back for another episode because I know we could go off. I'm a lot but... more free in about right after the ski season, but then I'm gonna be balls deep in flight 808 stuff until July. Hell yeah. Now, well, I think I'm going to have to have you on for another episode because I want to go way deeper into that. Yeah, easy. But, um, yo, criminals, that's it. We'll fucking catch you next time. Fuck Thanks yeah, for dude. tuning in. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. No, uh, good luck tonight. Have fun. Are you coming and to Love Balloons? I'm not. I'm not stepping out tonight. Who the fuck does he think he is? Unless I can have someone hit me up last minute and just be like, hey, I need someone to shoot my set. That's a different story. But nah, I won't be stepping out tonight. But we'll uh, now have fun tonight, and then now we'll link up soon. Hell yeah! Sounds good.